On today's episode of The Productivity Show, I'm talking to Ryan Wiggins, all about how to stay productive at home. Welcome to The Productivity Show, the show that gets you where you want to be fast. Smash your goals and achieve more with actionable, easy-to-follow advice and become a Jedi Master of Productivity. And now, introducing your host, Paul Miners. Hey everyone, it's Paul here, and thank you for tuning in to today's episode of The Productivity Show. On this episode, I'm talking to my new friend, Ryan Wiggins. Now, Ryan is a writer, among other things. Uh, He has a couple of gigs going on. He's starting a consulting business for nonprofits. Uh, He currently works from home and he's homeschooling his daughter and he's got lots of these kind of balls up in the air and he's balancing lots of things and as he's working from home the whole time I wanted to tap into his productivity tips for working at home. And uh, make sure after the interview, you head on over to paulminers.com slash seven, where you can see all of today's show notes and get access to the links of stuff that we mentioned. And so without any further ado, let's get straight into the interview today with Ryan Wiggins. All right, everyone. Hey, welcome to today's episode of The Productivity Show. I'm Paul, and it is my pleasure today to introduce my new friend, Ryan, Mr. Wiggins. Ryan, welcome to the show. And how are you doing? I'm great, thanks, Paul, and uh, thank, thanks for having me. No worries, no thanks. Thanks for joining me. Ryan and I met actually on Twitter not long ago, and we got to talking, and we found that we had uh, really similar interests uh, in that we're both sort of interested in business and productivity as well, which is obviously the number one topic um, that we talk about. And uh, yeah, we just kind of got to talking, and I thought, hey, Ryan is uh, the perfect kind of person to get onto the show. And Ryan lives or has a very sort of interesting situation, work-life situation, and he's going to get into all of that. And we're going to sort of talk today about Ryan's tips for working at home because Ryan's sort of on the move a little bit. And so, yeah, it's going to be great to sort of get some of those um, tips and tricks from you, Ryan. So, well, why don't we start off with a bit about you? And if you could sort of give us the background and your story and sort of fill everyone in who perhaps hasn't heard about, who haven't heard about you, uh, just give us the, the story on who is Ryan Wiggins. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Paul. So I guess a um, bit of context. So, so right now I, um, uh, so, so my, my home is, is, is in Australia. So I'm, I'm Australian. Um, and, uh, my, uh, my wife is lucky enough to have, have a job that takes her overseas for uh, a few years at a time. Um, and so right now I'm actually living on a beautiful island uh, called Nauru, which is in the, in the Pacific. And, uh, and, and we've been here about six months now. So um, sort of at the end of, uh, at the end of 2014, uh, when we got word that uh, we were, we were going to be sent over this way, I, I quit my job and, and my family and I, we have a little girl and, and uh, we, uh, you know, packed up all of our bags and, and, and headed up here and to this tiny little island paradise in the middle of the Pacific and um, sort of that's where you'll find me these days if you can, if you can get here. Um, and, so, uh, and so, yeah, and so I, do, I do a few things while I'm here. I, um, you know, f- first and foremost, I'm, I'm homeschooling my little girl. She's, she's four, which is a little bit before school age, but, uh, but try and get a head start on that kind of stuff and I have to keep her, keep her occupied otherwise. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm building a business back in Australia and I do that sort of, you know, remotely, obviously with the, with, with my business partner. 
and uh, I, I'm, I'm just about to embark on um, some studies, doing a, a master's of uh, business administration, and I, I run uh, a little blog. I've, I've, you know, relatively new to the whole thing, but I've, I've started, you know, writing some articles and uh, and 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 start a little blog that I'm I'm, I'm having I'm having fun with as well. So, in a nutshell, I guess that's kind of kind of me at the moment. Awesome. So you've, uh, wow, you've got loads going on. You've got a personal blog, you're going to be studying remote business, homeschooling. So immediately, like, you strike me as you must be a fairly productive person to, to be kind of juggling all these different things. I, I to, be, to be honest with you, I, I, I've never really considered myself a productive person. Um, but I think that that's actually what's, what's made me so interested in productivity. If I, if I don't focus on on being productive, I, I'm generally not. Um, uh, so, and I think that's probably a key with a lot, of, a lot of people who think that who either don't put any thought into um, productivity or believe that they're not a very productive person. Um, it's usually those like me need to you know, have a focus on on productivity and, and, and finding ways to be productive. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Well, so so what are the, some of the things? So I'm kind of hearing that you find you generally have to actively try to be productive. It's, it's not something that comes naturally to you. Is that, that's kind of what I'm hearing. That's, yeah, Alex, I, I put a really strong focus on being productive. And, uh, um, you know, from, um, you know, we'll get into a few things, I'm sure, but, you know, from, you know, scheduling my day to, um, you know, setting a bunch of alarms through the day as, remind, as reminders, um, you know, juggling a bunch of things, uh, trying to compartmentalize different parts of my life so that I can I can focus on one thing at a time. Um, that kind of thing. I have to put a really strong focus on that stuff. Otherwise, it's really difficult to get things done. Uh, but it works for me, and I, I you know, I, I I do find that I, I I get through quite a quite a bit of work and, and and do a lot of things. So I must be doing something right, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. Well, why don't we start with um with all these different things that you've got going on. How do you sort of, what kind of process do you use for allocating your time to these different things? Like, so your, your homeschooling with your daughter must take up a set number of hours and that's probably a regular yeah. thing. You have a routine for that. How do you, what, what kind of process do you go through or how do you allocate your time for these different, these different things that you've got going on? The, the first thing for me is, is a process of um, prioritization. So I, I have a, a post-it note up right in front of my, um, my desk here, here at home in my in my office, which is my office is also what my daughter and all what my daughter and I call the schoolhouse. Which <laughs> um, we, we share that space, but I have, I have a post-it note right above my desk that lists um, those four things that I'm doing at the moment, um, plus a couple of other things. It lists those things in order of priority. So first thing I have there is homeschool, and so that's you know that's if I you know that is the most important thing that I'm doing right now. And so that is my number one priority. The next thing I have there is, is building my, my business, um, which, uh, which uh, we can talk a little bit about later if, if you like. Um, studies, my, my master's has just sort of come into the fold and that may take the number two spot pretty, pretty soon, depending on what the workload is like. But um, at the moment, that's number three. And then my blog and, and, and the articles that I write for... Um, um, for, for, for a few publications online, um, sort of comes comes in at fourth, and so I, using that you know that uh, list, I suppose as um, as a guide, I allocate my time according to those priorities. So the first thing you know, next the next part of the process would be 
is, is scheduling. So I, I, I'm really heavy with scheduling. I schedule every part of my day. Um, from the from the moment in my calendar, I even have sleep as a block of time. Um, oh wow! If <laughs> it's it's I, I schedule everything down down to the minute because uh, I, I I really need to know where you know what I'm supposed to be doing, where I need to be. So the first thing that I schedule in then is is homeschooling. It's the most important thing. So I make sure that to give that enough thought and time in my day, it's the first thing that goes in, and nothing else is allowed to touch that time. Um, and so on and so forth. You know, then I go through. You know, when am I going to work on building my business? When am I going to study? When am I going to write for my blog? Um, and just sort of go rolls on from there. That's really cool. And it's uh, the thing I um, kind of stuck in my mind as you were talking was this post-it note that you listed very clearly the priorities that you have in your life. And I guess mm-hmm. it, it's. It's interesting because I think so many of us have like a mental list where we're like, oh, yeah, this is important and, oh, that's important as well. And because we kind of, we don't actually tangibly write them down and actually rank one higher than the other, we kind of, this process of prioritization is actually redundant because we're not actually actively going, well, this one has to come before that one. Whereas you are, you've got this post and you've got this list where it's like, well, I know that homeschooling it comes first. And so that's really cool, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's right. And, and you know, it comes, for me, that came from this, um, you know, there's, there's, there's plenty of research that shows that um, if you want to learn something, writing, writing, it, um, uh, writing down whatever it is that you want to learn is a much more effective way of learning something than just listening to it or, or, or watching it or seeing it. Um, when you write something down, there's something that happens there in your mental processes that actually um, cements that sort of into your brain. So I, I, I took um, a bit, bit of a lead from, from that idea and, and thought if I, if, if I do have priorities, if I want to make something sort of number one, then, then uh, getting it down on paper is you know, probably a good thing to do. When it's front of mind, I look at it all the time. If I'm ever straying or, or, or you know, feeling a little bit slack or whatever, it, it's, it's a really good reminder there that um, you know, I've got some responsibilities and I've got to take care of them. Absolutely. And I think, yeah, you're, you're dead right. Like writing stuff down is super important. And I mean, that's why I'm such a big fan of putting pen to paper when it comes to um, writing down your goals or not necessarily on paper. I use Evernote and Asana and other tools like that. Um, but actually getting goals as well, in particular, like, uh, down onto down written somewhere. Um, I think is so important, and then sharing them with people as well. That's why I'm, I always try and sort of uh, share my my story and tell people what I'm up to. Because I think if you can write something down, but then share it, um, you're you hold yourself more accountable because you don't want to let these people down who you've been kind of sharing your ideas with. Absolutely agree. Yeah, absolutely. So let's go into um, let's go into your business then. So obviously, your homeschooling is um, your top priority. I think you said business came second. Uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I've 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 wanted to start my own my business for a little while and um, for a number of years and 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 um, you know along with the, uh, you know a lot of my friends and 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 my wife and 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 some people that I've worked with were always coming up with these ideas. But um, you know, starting a business is kind of a scary and 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 risky kind of a thing. And I'm I'm lucky enough to be in a position where. Um, uh, being able to to sort of move overseas and have some space from you know the uh, sort of nine to five rat race kind of an, an environment um, that that risk is reduced a little bit for me and 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 luckily these days we have all these great online tools and this technology that allows us to to work essentially from anywhere in the world that's an added bonus as well so 
um, yeah, something I've been wanting to do for a while, and 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 uh, with my my business partner, I'm I'm um, starting to do it. And so what we're building is um, what we want to do is we want to we want to build a, a consulting business um, that has a focus on not for profit organisations in Australia um, and so, social businesses of any kind, I suppose, but um, not for profits probably probably in particular. And what we know is, you know, there's um, you know, not-for-profits do a lot of really good work in the community and at the same time are under a lot of pressure um, to try and maintain their funding and, and, and have to be very transparent and all that kind of stuff um, with very limited resources. So um, we're, we're building, you know, I, I come from the social sector in Australia. I've been working in, in, in the welfare sector in Australia for, for, for a really long time. It's essentially my whole career. So I um, have really good knowledge of the sector and as, as does my partner and, um, you know, we think we can sort of bring a very a business-oriented sort of perspective into the not-for-profit sector and, and, and help organisations achieve their goals. That's really cool. Uh, I'm a big fan of social work. And do you, um, have you worked with any clients already or is this something you're still setting up, sorry? Still, still setting up. We're, we're, we're about to embark on a few um, really cool things, but, um, but at this point we're still setting up. One of the main things I've been doing is because I'm so far away, you know, my, my business partner works full-time um, uh, based in, in, in Canberra in Australia and I'm, I'm um, you know, a, a five-hour flight away from, from, from Brisbane, which is, you know, you know it's thousands of kilometres. And, um, you know, so what we're finding is that I've got, I've got all, the, all the time in the world, I guess, to work on, on, on building the business, um, but I don't have proximity. Um, he's got all the proximity and, 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 and no time because he's working full time. So it's, it's been a bit of a challenge for us. And so what, I'm, what I've been doing is, is working with building online platforms and, and, and testing out different um, apps and, and platforms so that we can work in a way that, um, you know, even though we're, we're, we're far apart, that we can, you know, it feels like we're in the same room and we can communicate really easily with each other. Well, let's. Uh, I'd love to dive into some of that. Like, what are some of the tools and sure. apps that you're that you're using? And you you mentioned it before. Like, technology now lets us work from anywhere remotely, and it's we're so lucky. Yeah. So, so what are some of the tools and apps that you're using? So, uh, first of all, is Slack. Um, Slack is a is a, a if 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 you're into tech at all, you would have heard of of Slack by now. It's a really great online uh, sort of messaging tool, um, essentially removing. The need for email within an organization um, and within teams. Um, so it's a great way for you to communicate. You could be sitting in the same room and 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 send a message right across the room, or or you can use it. You know, we're using it. You know, ac- across an ocean. So um, Slack is a really cool tool, and 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 it allows you to. You know, it's it's free up 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 to a certain point, um, and it allows you to personalize it um, with your own messages and logos and all that kind of stuff. So it's. It's a really cool thing, and that's going to be probably at this point we're looking at that being probably the backbone of um, of, of what, what we're doing because we can use um, you know the business model that we're using is, is is based on this idea of of bringing in um, sort of freelance uh, contractors from the welfare sector who who know the business better than anyone to come in and do short term contracts with us and and with a platform like Slack we can we can we can invite somebody in um, you know give them a lot that platform and then uh and when 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 you know the contract is um is up you know it's easy to um you know delete that account and we can we can move on and have a number of people coming in and out at any time and the other thing that slack does really well is it syncs with uh with other apps really easily so we 
um, since since taking uh, uh, Paul, actually since you taking your uh, seven day productivity course, the email course that you do, um, which is wonderful by the way, I've I've given Asana a, a, a good go, and and um, Slack actually uh, syncs with Asana really well, so you can you can pop tasks into Slack that um, later um, pop up in your Asana um, account and. Uh, uh, that makes it make, makes it really easy. So, so Slack's yeah probably going to be the backbone in, ter- in terms of communication. Well, that's really cool. I've I've never I haven't used Slack yet, although I have heard awesome, only awesome stuff about it. Um, yeah, I'm interested though because I mean yeah I'm a huge fan of Asana, uh, and obviously one of the great things about Asana is that you can communicate within Teams in in Asana inside the tasks and things. So. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you've you've used both of these platforms. How mm-hmm. does communication work with both of those? Because you have the comments in Asana for different in, in different tasks, and then you have the conversations that are going on inside Slack. How do they kind of work together? Where do you where do you use Asana and where do you use Slack? Well, Asana we're looking at using as more of a project management tool. So rather than rather than using it to communicate, it's more about um, setting up. Uh, setting up certain, you know, the different stages inside a project and the different tasks that exist inside those stages, and then being able to having having you know x number of people brought in on that particular project, um, having people check off those things as they move through the stages, and being able to monitor um, uh, progress on that project by seeing you know those things being ticked off and, and notes being put in and things like that. So we're, rather than using it as a communication tool, it's, it's, uh, we're looking at, at making that purely sort of project management, if that makes sense. Right, okay. So whereas Slack is for more, I'm guessing, for more kind of casual conversation then, which isn't necessarily tied to a particular task. Exactly, yeah, exactly. And, 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 and in Slack, you can, you can create, um, I forget what they call them inside Slack, but sort of different streams of, of conversations and... Uh, and so you've got different, um, different. You know, you can set up sort of a, you know, project one, project two, project three, and have different conversations with different people inside those different streams, um, and have those streams linked to the project that you've set up in Asana, so that you can add tasks um, through that platform um, instantly. It's sort of, sort of like instant messaging. So, so that's what we're looking at at the moment. But still early days, and testing that stuff um, on a real life project is going to be the real test. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, you'll have to definitely fill me in with how it goes. In fact, um, I was just thinking, I, I recall a, I think it was on Quora. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Quora or if anyone listening is familiar with Quora, yeah. but that's a, it's a website where people can post questions that they want to get answered. And I've noticed the founders of Asana are, are quite active on Quora. And uh, in one of these questions, they mentioned that they use Slack, and I was quite surprised because, like, oh yeah, Asana. Well, obviously, communication is a big part of Asana, but they sounds like they're using it very similar to how you are, which is they use yeah, right. Slack for the more yeah kind of informal conversations among teams uh, in their teams, whereas Asana is for the the specific um, questions related to tasks. And uh, mm. if you want a quicker response, it's also yeah it comes down to timing as well. So if you want a quick response, you might kind of throw something into Slack, whereas if you want to kind of keep the conversation related to the project or the task, then it kind of goes into Asana. So, yeah, I was really yeah. interested to hear that even internally at Asana, they're using it as well. So, yeah, um, yeah. I yeah, like I said, I've heard only good stuff about Slack, and I'm, I'm itching to give it a go. 
Yeah, no, it's well, it's it's well worth it. I've I've even seen um, instances where people people are using Slack in in different ways to what it was originally intended. Obviously, originally it was just supposed to be in a sort of a team communication tool. I've seen people um, like there's a, there's a blogger named Paul Jarvis who who runs a, a an online freelancing course. He's a free freelance uh, uh, web designer or something like that, and he he uses Slack. To as an online forum that sits alongside his online course, so he invites um, people into Slack and uses it like a messaging board and like a conversation board, and people people can you know when they when they join up for his his course um, get an invitation to Slack and they can come in and interact with with the other people that are doing the course. So it's you know it's so flexible. It's it's, it's great. That is such a cool idea. Um, and actually, because I'm I'm working on a new sort of a productivity course and a suite of products at the moment and. Uh, I think that would be a great way of using Slack and, and getting people asking questions, helping one another out. Um, I'm definitely going to look yeah, into that. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah, thank you for the tip. Yeah, no, no What other? So, what you've got? Slack. You've got Asana. Any any other notable tools that you want to mention? Yeah, look for for online meetings. Um, uh, we sometimes sometimes Skype, but there's there's a really cool uh, <coughs> online app um, web app called GoToMeeting. Have you yeah. heard of GoToMeeting? Yeah, yeah. It's uh. There's, there's, it's, it's GoToMeeting is actually a really big um, platform, but there's, there's, there's a, um, they've got a website called GoToMeeting Free or Free GoToMeeting. I can't remember. I can send you some links after, after we chat if you like. You can put them into sort of show notes or whatever. But um, GoToMeeting Free allows you to have three, up to three people in an online chat um, with video, with file sharing, with screen sharing. Um, uh, and it's really uh, it's really quick and really good quality um, video and audio, um, and it's completely free. And you don't have to have you don't need a login. So Skype is great, um, but if you if you're someone who's never used Skype before or that you haven't used it in a while, you have to find your login. You have to log in and, yeah. and do all that kind of stuff. With with GoToMeeting, um, you you know as the, as let's say if I want to put on a meeting, I would I would open up the meeting, send the link that is generated through starting the meeting the people who are going to join me click on the link it opens up on their screen and they're in there's no no sign up or anything like that and it's up to three people um so uh so that's a really really good tool especially you know especially if your organization or your company's in sort of um startup mode you know you want you want to have as, as many of these sort of free apps you know good quality free apps as possible and go to meeting is definitely one of them so it's awesome and again it it syncs really easily with slack so i can i can type something into slack and it'll automatically open up a go to meeting in another window um uh so it syncs really well there as well that's awesome and actually um that's something i find more and more with apps these days is is the integration between apps is just yeah, so good now, and so you've got so good. yeah. Um, sorry, Asana. You can drop in things straight from your Dropbox or your Google Drive, and you've got Slack, which yeah integrates with everything actually. Because I watched their video, and they, they integrate with dozens of services, and yeah. uh, and I think it's great because it just brings more power to the apps, and so that, and actually that's why I switched to Sunrise Calendar. Um, because you can connect your Asana account, your Evernote account. There's loads of accounts you connect to. Uh, can, you can connect to Sunrise, and you can kind of have everything in one place. All your tasks, all your events, and and just the integration there was one of the things that really sold me. And it sounds like it's um, yeah, Slack is just one of these tools that just yeah has great integration, which is which is awesome. It is awesome, and and there's even there's a bunch of um, 
there's a bunch of uh, there's a bunch of businesses that are starting to create integration where there isn't any yet. So you have um, uh, if this then that, yeah. and uh, <clears throat> and another and another online app called uh, Zapier, I think, which uh, you know you sign up and you can link two separate platforms together through through them, and they will carry out you know. You can automate a task between. So when I first started my blog, I had a um, a sign up form uh, on uh, on on the blog. But I was, I've been using um, WordPress.com, which doesn't allow you to uh, to paste in any code. So I couldn't put my Mailchimp sign up form in there. So I, I was using um, uh, another another platform, which I. Off the top of my head, I can't remember what it is now. But I was using another type of sign-up um, form, and through Zapier, I was able to link that through to a Google spreadsheet and have that Google spreadsheet linked to my Mailchimp account. So there's a really roundabout way that I was able uh, to okay. still get sign-ups <laughs> for my newsletter through through um, through these you know integrations that, that don't exist ordinarily. So yeah, there's some amazing things going on. That's funny, and um, I love little kind of hacks like that, and I actually had to do something very similar on my own website, because I initially had my seven-day productivity plan, and then I wanted, oh, and I had my book summaries as well, and it was, it was annoying, because if somebody signed up for the book summaries, and then um, wanted to get the seven-day plan, if you went into the form, mailed, you'd get this error saying, oh, you're already subscribed, and you couldn't then get the seven-day plan. And so I used this, um, yeah, a Zapier recipe. Do they call what do they call them, recipes or... Um, I think it's called a recipe, yeah. Off the top of my head, I think that's what it is, yeah. I don't want to get confused. I know that uh, if this and no. that, he calls them recipes, or maybe it is recipe as well. Um, um but yeah, I use this recipe yeah. to say if someone I had to then add people to two different lists in Mailchimp, and then I had to say if they're added to this list, also add them to this list. And so I created like a master list of subscribers, and that wasn't very sustainable yeah. um, because uh, I don't uh, for those of you out, out there listening, Mailchimp charges you per subscriber, and so you would have all these duplicate subscribers, and it cost you a lot more money. And then I actually came across this great WordPress plugin called Mailchimp uh, for WordPress. And they let you add as many sign-up forms across your site as you like. But the great thing is, is they actually update the subscriber and you don't get that error message where they, they, they think there are duplicates. And so that was a great plugin yeah. that I found out. I don't know if you've ever checked them out, Ryan. Well, I can't. This, yeah, this is the issue I'm up against at the moment. I can't use plugins because I'm using WordPress.com rather than .org. And, uh, and yeah. um, for those who, you know, yeah, .com is a little more limited in terms of what you can what you can and can't do compared to .org, which um, gives you a lot of freedom. So I might have to move across, I think. Highly recommend it. Well, purely just so that you can get these kind of extra apps and tools and, um, you know, mm. creating a more productive website from your point of view. You know, you, you just spend less time uh, optimizing things and having to manually do things on your site, and you've got all these great plugins that just add extra functionality for you. So it's uh, it's awesome, yeah. Um, so before we move on, any any final apps that you wanted to mention? Um, yeah, look, I use, um, uh, just two real quick ones. I, I use, uh, an app called pocket, which, uh, I do a lot of reading. I, I share, a, I share a lot of articles on my Twitter account and I, I do a lot of research for my blog and, um, there's an app called pocket, which, which allows you to save links essentially, um, uh, for articles that you want to read later. So I have it on my iPad and I'll be reading through, 
different online sort of blogs or, or magazines, and uh, I can just copy, you know, press a button, and, and, and the link for that um, for that article will be saved into my pocket account, and then I can open, open up my pocket, and uh, and it's got everything in there that, that 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 I need. So I use that. That's a really great app. And then um, for social media, I use I use Buffer, uh, which I believe you use as well. It's a, a great um, app for scheduling uh, tweets and uh, updates on LinkedIn or Facebook or wherever you want to. Um, that's really really good app. And then the last thing I'll say is that, that there's um, there's uh, there's a system that I use for note taking that is not an app. It's called um, the Bullet Journal system. And uh, I think you know I'm I'm I, I love technology and I, I love um, I love all these apps and everything that we're talking about now. I'm really into it. But at the same time, I'm, I'm a little bit old school, and so I also like I have a uh, uh, sort of a notepad that I pretty much take with me everywhere. And uh, the bullet journal system is is a system for keeping keeping uh, taking notes and, and jotting down um, checklists and things like that really quickly and in a way that helps you sort through your notes really easily. Um, and so the the website I can't recommend that enough for anyone who likes to use use a um, use a notebook. If you go to bulletjournal.com, there's a video which shows you how the system works. It's really really simple. But it, it changes your life. If 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 you if you're, if you're writing things down all the time in this book, in that book, and you've got post-it notes, or you you can never find something that you wrote down. If you switch to the bullet journal system in in, in the way that you uh, take your notes, um, it makes life so much easier. And um, I love it because it's so simple and it's 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 you know it's not an app. It's something that you just have to have to kind of do. And it's um yeah, you know, it's really cool. Awesome. I've I have heard of the bullet journal. I haven't given it a try purely because I guess I have been always a bit more technically inclined and using things yeah. like Evernote but I mean actually I am writing in I've got a Moleskine notebook in front of me right now as I'm jotting down some things that I want um, notes as we're talking and yeah I do, I do love a good old like especially the Moleskines as well a good old pen and paper oh, sometimes they're really nice and so um it's such a beautiful notebook yeah. Well, they they the Moleskines are great, um, but no Bullet Journal. I will definitely check them out. It, um, I know there's another one, another popular journal, which is probably at slightly different use. It's the Five Minute Journal, um, which I heard from Pat Flynn at the Smart Passive Income uh, podcast, and he what yeah. you use the Five Minute Journal for is you say every morning five minutes. You say three things you are grateful for, three things you'd like to achieve today and, and write down like a daily affirmation. And then in the evening, you follow up with three things you're happy, you're, I think, pleased that you completed or three things that went yeah. well and um, something like that. So it's just this journaling system that you can use. And they have an app that you can download as well, which I've, I've used um, and I, I regularly use, but I know they have this physical journal that you can buy as well. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have heard a little bit about that, but I haven't tried that either. I might, I might look that up. Definitely. Oh, well, um, going back, um, I wanted to talk about, obviously, you work at home quite a lot. Well, uh, sorry, all the time. Um, yeah. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, on on Nauru, uh, am I pronouncing it correctly? Uh, yeah, it depends. Uh, Nauru, I, we say Nauru. Nauru. Nauru, which I think, I think is right. Okay. I'll have to check in. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so what kind of tips or advice uh, can you give us for... Someone who works at home because you don't, you're not in an office, 
and you're on, you can't be with your business partner. So there's no one watching you. You can't quickly go and ask anyone yeah. questions. So how does that impact your, your work? Because I mean, you have to hold yourself a lot more accountable. So what kind of tips or advice can you give us to, for anyone listening who is maybe in the same situation, who works at home? Uh, how can you help them to be more productive and what have you found works well for you? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, yeah, look, I've got a bunch of things. Um, uh, one of the things I'd say, probably the biggest thing, is uh, to get dressed in the morning. Uh, <laughs> that sounds really simple, but uh, you know, when you when most people think of, of of working from home, and and this is this is literally what I thought when I you know before actually doing it full time, I thought sitting around in my pajamas with a laptop on the couch and a cup of tea and, uh, and you know, just kind of, you know, cruising through the day. And, you know, it, it sounded so easy and it sounded beautiful. And it, it is great working from home. is really great. But after a little while, I found, you know, and I, I gave that a go for about a month. I mean, I, I was literally working my pajamas. Yeah. And then, uh, and, uh, and after a while, I just found that I wasn't feeling so great about my work. And, and I don't think my work, the work that I was doing was, was as good. Um, and you know, if you you know, if you if you if you look good, you feel good, and if you feel good, you you do good things, you do good work. So yeah. um, you know, I, I I switch. I had to think about that, and I switched that up. And I mean, it sounds really simple. And you know, have a shower in the morning, uh, shave, uh, you know, shave your face, shave your legs, whatever it is that you you need to do to, to groom and make yourself feel good. It sounds really simple. Most people are probably listening, going, "Who wouldn't do that anyway?" But you'd be surprised when you when you're working at home. Um, it, it, those things, you know, they're, they're not so much of a necessity as when you're going into an office every day and you have to look, look and smell your best and all that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> so, so, you know, just you know, look your best. And so, I have, I have, um, I have, you know, I don't, I don't wear a suit every day or anything like that. I, I usually wear, you know, a pair of shorts and a and a polo shirt or a t-shirt or something like that. But I just make sure that what I'm wearing is is purposeful. So I've picked that outfit for the day. It's comfortable, but I wouldn't feel uncomfortable welcoming somebody into my home wearing it and that's kind of the question for me you know i i if i i, I put on some clothes and i ask myself would i be comfortable welcoming my mother-in-law into my home wearing what i'm wearing right now and if the answer is yes then i'm i'm good if the answer is no i'm a bit too daggy then um <laughs> i need to get changed so so um and and you'd be surprised how much that impacts the work that you do you know when you look good you feel good when you feel good you do great work so um that's probably you know sort of probably my number one uh, kind of tip. Um, the other thing that I'd recommend is having um, your own dedicated workspace in in your home. And uh, like I said, so I tried I tried working, you know, on 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 the couch and and setting up my works my my work stuff, my laptop and everything like that, and then having to pack it all away several times a day um, just was a bit of a pain, um, as you can imagine. So having you know whether it's um, you know, a little nook somewhere in, in the house or your own dedicated office with a desk, wherever it's going to be, just set up that um, workplace. And it's a really good way to separate work from, from home life. Um, one, of the, one of the challenges with working from home is that it's really easy if your work stuff is around and you can see it all the time. It's really easy to, to, be, to be distracted um, away from your family by, by work. And, um, you know, there's nothing more important than family. So, I mean, you, you, need, you need to be able to you need to be able to, you know, shut off from work and, and being able to shut the door in an office is much easier than and seeing sort of your laptop or your, your papers or whatever lying around the house in different sort of areas. And you, you'll definitely be much more productive when you know that um, sitting 
sitting in that chair at that desk, that's work time and that's, that's, that's what you're going to do. And then when you're other, other places in the house, you can completely forget about work. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And it's, I suppose, for those of us that work in offices, by the fact that you are arriving and leaving, you're kind of clearly defining uh, the chapters of your day. And when you leave, you're like saying, right, work is done. I am leaving now. And uh, you get home and then home, the home chapter starts or your family chapter that's right. starts. Uh, whereas, yeah, for you or for anyone working at home, it's it's quite different. So... Um, yeah, I guess establishing those kind of boundaries or those um, end of those chapters is, yeah, really important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, great, cool. So you've mentioned that you have the a dedicated workspace, uh, obviously getting up in the morning, setting yourself up for the day, getting dressed, kind of going through this proper morning routine is, is quite important for you. And it's actually, you said it's one of the most uh, beneficial things that you have found to have increased your productivity. What else do you do as part of your morning routine to kind of set yourself up for a really productive day? Yeah, sure. So, so mornings, mornings are actually the toughest time for me. I'm, I'm, I'm a lifelong night owl. So I do, I find that, you know, in terms of uh, my blog and, uh, and, and, and studying and working on business nighttime is when it usually happens for me. Um, uh, and I, I find myself at my, my most, you know, sort of creative and, and, uh, and, and productive, um, at night. So I'm, I'll be, I'll be up till sort of two, two thirty AM, um, at least a few nights a week. And so the mornings are actually really tough for me, but I, I, I they're also really, really important. So, um, you know, at the moment, you know, my, my my morning kind of looks like uh, hit the snooze button, hit the snooze button. Um, I usually get up, I usually get up at about about seven thirty. Um, I do a few things, get get dressed, you know, splash some water on my face, drink a big glass of cold water, sort of help me to wake up. I make breakfast for, for my wife and I, and we we sort of eat breakfast and, and spend a bit of time together in the quiet while my um, while, while our daughter's still asleep. Um, she heads off to work. I sort of plan out the day and then. Um, and then sort of get into some work until my little one wakes up, and then um, and then uh, and then we, we you know make her some breakfast. So we hang out and start doing homeschool and stuff like that. Um, but but you know the morning, if, even though it's not, I'm not actually really satisfied with that morning routine. I I work really hard at improving it all the time. So um, at the end of the day, I mean, what I'd really like to do is include some things like um, I'd like to get up a little bit earlier. I'd like to I'd like to do a bit of reading in the morning, and I'd really like to try some meditation. I tried meditation for the first time um, uh, a little while ago. Um, I was sort of home by myself. My, my wife had gone off to work. My little one was asleep. I have um, I, I downloaded the app uh, Headspace, and um, and it's got a really good introduction into meditation and how to do it. And I got about halfway through the first ten minute session, and my little one woke up and <laughs> and. Uh, and then, and I had to stop that. So I want to, I want to in, include those things in my morning. So I'm actually going through a bit of a process at the moment of improving my mornings one step at a time. And um, so what I mean by that is that you know, like my perfect morning would include doing, you know, maybe 20 minutes, half an hour of exercise in the morning. Um, uh, like I said, doing a bit of reading, doing some meditation. Um, so I kind of figure that you know the, the best way to um, uh, start a new habit is is not by focusing on you know I don't, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try and do Pilates reading and um, meditation all in the same morning I'm just gonna add a bit of exercise first and that's what I've that's what I've been doing lately so a couple of times a week I wake up 
I, I, I do some exercise first and I only wake up, you know, as early as I need to, to include that in my morning. And I'm going to do that until that's a habit, until that becomes a habit. And then once that is a habit, um, through that routine, you know, I'll add another element. So I'll get up a little bit earlier so that I can do, you know, something else in my morning that that's really important to me, like doing that sort of doing some reading in the morning, something like that, and, and during some quiet time. Um, so I think morning routine is is really important. I think you just got to make the most of what you have. If if you're a morning person, um, that you're really lucky, and 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 the power of routine. I mean, you know, it's um, you just got to make it work for you. Having having a routine that helps you ease into work at home and that energizes you and gets you motivated um, is really, really useful. So that's what that's what that's one of the things I'm working on at the moment actually. That's really cool. And I, I think you're so smart to um, as you said, like do little things step by step rather than trying to, you know, reinvent the wheel all at once and completely transform your morning. You're saying, right, I'm just gonna do I'm just gonna concentrate on getting a little bit of exercise or I'm just gonna try and incorporate 10 minutes of reading into my day and it reminds me of something really good that Tim Ferriss says uh, I can't remember if this was on his podcast or in his book I'm sure he said it a number of times is about um, like one of the number one reasons people don't kind of follow through with uh, New Year's resolutions is they they set the bar too high so like take exercise for example they're like okay I'm gonna go to the gym four days a week which which is kind of a stretch even mm. for somebody who already goes to the gym um, it, and and so when yeah. you only go to the gym two days a week, you feel like you failed. When in fact yeah. two days a week is still better than what you've come from. And so just set yourself up for success by setting the bar a bit lower. That's not to say obviously we shouldn't be pushing ourselves, but you can set the bar lower and then kind of um, turn the dial up a little bit. Once you've once you've nailed one day a week or two days a week, then you can kind of aim for three or four. And I, and so I think it's really good that you you're kind of being realistic and not trying to do everything all at once you're like okay i'm just going to do this bit then this bit then this bit so that's really clever yeah thanks look and it's it's so easy to give up on, on trying to build new habits um and i think for me the key is to have to build a habit you need to make it part of a routine for first routines support habits um a routine is something it's kind of like a checklist that you go through um a habit is something that you do without even without even thinking about having to put any effort into it. And so if you just practice something over and over, if you make it part of your routine to do it over and over and over, it it, it becomes a habit. And um, you know, just like you know the, that uh, that uh, you know really important rule when it comes to, to productivity that you know there's no such thing as multitasking. You can't you can't do a bunch of things at once. You know, just focus on one thing and you'll be able to do that thing properly. You'll be able to do it quickly. You'll be able to do it well. Same thing with building habits, you know, do one thing at a time and, uh, you know, it's, it's really easy to, to, to get down on yourself, like you said, if you're trying to do too many things at once. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, Ryan, I think we'll, uh, we'll start to wrap things up there. Um, but thank you so much for, for joining me for this conversation. As I sort of said in the beginning, it sounds like we, we have some very similar habits um, and routines and we're both very excited by productivity. But um, you've given me some great recommendations as well. And so I'm, I definitely want to uh, find out how I can incorporate Slack into, into my work, maybe at work or within some, some other team. And like the, the journal, the, the bullet journal, I'm definitely going to check that out. So thank you for those recommendations as well. Yeah, no worries, mate. My pleasure. Well, in in uh, in summary, is there anywhere any um, shameless plug you'd like to include at the end? Where can people uh, go to <laughs> learn more about you? Or yeah, sure, sure, absolutely. So I I, I uh, if you go to Ryan J R Wiggins, 
W-I-G-G-I-N-S, ryanjrwiggins.com. Um, that's where you'll find uh, – if you go there, you'll find um, a little bit about me and, and, and sort of what I'm up to in terms of my blog, and, it's got a, and you, can, you can visit my blog from there as well. Um, and uh, and uh, that's also where you can sign up uh, for my newsletter, hint, hint. And, um, you know, I write, about, I write about leadership. I write about um, culture, like, as in sort of company culture, and I write about product, productivity. And uh, uh, probably you know sort of offbeat sort of articles sometimes, and then I also write some other some other pieces for I've got a few few articles featured on um, lifehack.org and uh, Business Insider. Um, if you sort of Google you know those two publications with my name next to it, you'll you know my articles will come up there as well. But the website's the best place to start. And um, I'm uh, if you want to connect on Twitter, I'm at Ryan J R Wiggins on on Twitter as well. So um, I follow back, so um, you know, give me a holler. Awesome. Well, yeah, we'll make sure to get all those links into the show notes. So everyone listening, you can head on over to paulminers.com slash seven. Uh, I think we're on number seven. Uh, that'll be the URL where you can listen to this episode and obviously, yeah, get all the show notes and links that we've talked about as well. So, yeah, one final time. Uh, thanks again, Ryan, for, for joining me. It was a great chat, and uh, we'll have to kind of keep in touch and share some more advice and tips soon. Sounds awesome, Paul. Thanks so much for having me, mate. Awesome. All right, there you have it, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that chat with Ryan Wiggins. Remember, you can head on over to paulminers.com slash seven for all of the show notes and to get access to the links of the different tools and things that we talked about. And while you're over there, make sure you sign up to my completely free email course, the seven day productivity plan, and you'll receive an email a day for seven days to help you fast track your productivity. So one more time, thank you very much for tuning into today's episode, and I will see you next time on The Productivity Show.